is a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what What people think. Like probably online, they're probably like, O'Malley's probably a lot meaner and like a lot more sassy and sarcastic. And you're like, positive tips for blah, blah, blah. But the minute you leave your house and you see somebody splashed, you're like, (laughs) (laughs) it's so true. I really do. And I'm the one who like stops and like takes my towel and paper towels. Welcome back to the Woman Podcast, episode 19. I'm O'Malley and my co-host Saint Anne discuss being thankful, sex toys, OBGYN visits, and our triple crown with a pop-in with Lard. Enjoy. Hey girl, come with me and let yourself go. Oh my gosh. I know that you're going away. I know you've had one of those weeks and I know you're so thankful. I know you've talked about before, but you're going away to, with your family, um, down the way. And it's just your mental, like you get to check out and it's such a awesome experience for you. And I know you get to do it several times a year, but. So you were saying that this is a thankful week. It is a thankful week because where we go, we go down to Point Pleasant and it's my aunt and uncle's house. They have a house in Point Pleasant and um, they don't have kids. Everybody is their kid. I grew up to staying with her as much as I could. Um, all my cousins did. And she's my son Finnegan's got, they're my son Finnegan's godparents. I, I absolutely, I say they're his godparents. She's Finnegan's godmother and Mike's brother Neil is Finnegan's godfather. But I feel like the way that, both couples treat Finnegan like he's it's like he's got four godparents two godmothers two godfathers like everybody treats him so good that I feel so I say we're going to Finn's godparents when we're going to my family and then I say the same thing when he's going with Mike's brother and his wife because it's like he's like the luckiest kid in the world but um I love going down to their house because it's our happy place it's a sanctuary the kids have free run of the entire house not that they make a mess or anything they're they're very respectful but she's just got all these cool things and um, the backyard, they bought the house behind them and then they leveled it and they blew out their pool and they put like a big bar in the back and they have a couple of grills. And when you don't have kids, you could do that, right? Because you don't have to worry about paying for college and and you get to actually spend the money on yourself (laughs) that you make. But, um, but they do, they do everything in such a nice way. Like they, they both have great taste in decorating and, um, so the kids love going. So my mom is going to come stay here for the weekend. She's going to stay with Mick because he has football and he won't miss it. That's right. And we're taking the two little ones and they're thrilled to go because they love to take her dog for a walk and they love to hang out and play with all their gadgets. And we love to drink martinis and sit back and play poker and wait, shut wait, the box. Wait, hold on. Breaking news. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> like yeah, <this>. right. <laughs> I know. I know. I like, he has his, he gets to have it like, like large gets to have his break-in in the morning with Gentleman's Friday. I have to wait until we get there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then once I'm there, I don't do anything. I let him wait on me hand and foot and I enjoy it. Oh, that's so cool. Because I earn it during the week. Don't you know this? <laughs> I know, right? 
What do you think other people have as their happy place? Like, I don't have a place like that. I haven't gone on vacation. I haven't gone away. I haven't done any, which is fine. I just so you have your shoebox full of toys. Then. Right. I'm like, what do you think other people? Wait, do you role play with are? yourself? I say, no, oh, that's I we have talked about this. We have, right? You don't yeah. like, you don't dress up for yourself, but on lipstick. I and want it on the record that I did not bring up sex toys. Annie brings them up to me. I am willing to talk that's about right. it, but. The deals I, I love get it. because so people fun. are like, you just want to talk about your sex toys and blah, blah, blah. Like, no. They're the ones who just want to say sex toys. Yeah. Like, they just do. Absolutely. I know they do. They, who doesn't? Everybody loves it. Oh, yeah. We hey, all love it. Did you see <laughs> that there's a sex toy that is, um, what is it called? It's the um, oral for guys. It's a, it's like the one like that Lisa pump. Ann made, like the flashlight. But it's for a, a guy. Yeah, it's a mouth. What do you fill it up with water? Or like I think like you put something like saliva like. I think you put a lube. But isn't it kind of all the same? It's just what it's shaped like. I, yeah, I don't think I would want it shaped like a mouth. But it, it, it I, that would creep me out. But seeing someone's like but, teeth. But it's like an automatic, like, I don't think the guy has to do much other than get up. Like, I think it does Wait, the like, work. It's like an accordion? It does. It's, yeah, I think internally it goes back. Really? But that would be like the same thing. As, <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if it has different, like, what slurping, you know, sounds do yeah, you yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. You could, it's all, that'd be like a keyboard. Like when you go to the keyboards, they have like, you could use the drums. You could do the, what it really, the old school organs. Like you yeah. could press like. You know what it needs? <laughs> you know, those, those drum, those guys that have like the walking drum set and um, they can do everything, but then they have like this one thing that they like control with their mouth or something and like reaches over oh, yeah, and does something else. They need one of, <laughs> they need one of those that comes underneath and like tickles the balls while the it's The one sucking. man jamboree. Yes. <laughs> It goes underneath. He like presses like a button. Like he needs, it needs to be like remote control. He could be, you know, do it a little bit more, do this. Oh, oh yeah. Imagine if they came with a remote control. Oh yeah. But you could actually lay back and not have to do it. I anything. have an egg. I have an egg one, like with a remote control. Really? But does yeah. it, is it, is it cordless? No, it's a small little wire, but oh, it's see, very long. I would freak me out. I don't think it's I'd very, very, it's a, it's like an old VCR. <laughs> it's super skinny and very long. I won it in a, um, okay, no, I didn't quite win it. It was sort of like, I won something which was really rare. And then um, it's like a friend of mine, we were at something called a Jack and Jill. Oh, the shower where they pep both. Yeah, yeah, which is totally a East Coast thing, which people on the West Coast don't know. A Jack and Jill, you say that on the West Coast, everyone thinks of the bathroom in between two bedrooms. Nobody knows what a Jack and what? Jill is. Oh, a like Jack a sweet mate? Yeah, a Jack and Jill. sweet mates. And on the West Coast, it's just like where you have two bedrooms, like kid bedrooms type thing. But then like right. there's a bathroom in between. But like it's the like. Brady Bunch. But it's, yeah, but it's <laughs> the bathroom is not necessarily accessible by a hallway. Like you have to go through the bedrooms. Gotcha. That's the Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill out here is that kind of like pre-wedding. Um, yeah, not a shower, shower, but it's sort of like a big party. Right. Both yeah. sides come. It's like husbands and wives attend the shower. Yeah. And then, but it's huge. It's like a, a reception, but it gets really rowdy. And, uh, but someone's mom won a sex toy basket. She's and, like, oh my God, O'Malley, this is perfect. 
<laughs> well, that's the thing. The mom didn't know what she won. And the. the oh, she knew. The daughter. It wasn't good enough. <laughs> the daughter. Um, no, the daughter. No, the d- mom is foreign and did not know what she was reading. She was just putting like tickets in everywhere. Oh, when she, she was. She, I got you. Yeah, she was putting I tickets in everywhere. I thought you meant when everywhere. she got it, she didn't know what it was. And I'm no, like, yeah, she knew. The daughter knew and ahead of time went and snagged it and was like, she is not getting this. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. like, here you go. And I, I got something I didn't need. I was like, here you go. So that's that where I got so that from. Funny. Yeah. At least now we know what to get you for your birthday. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get you a warmer, like the glove for it. That way it can be warm. That way it's not like, you know, like when you go to the doctor and they warm, they have the speculum in the warming tray. I don't know if you're, if you're anything like me, I go to the doctor. I'm like, I freak out when I go to the, that doctor. When I go to the gynecologist, I don't like it. And they always have to give me the talk. I mean, I'm 46. Like they can still give me the talk. Like, oh no, no, I totally get it. Nobody likes it. I, I, I get it. And then they say, well, just relax. And I'll, you know, I'll be here in a second. I just got to get it out of the warming tray because I'm always, <laughs> it's like, it's bad when your doctor knows that you can't handle this entire situation and they have to walk you through it. <laughs> they still have to say it's in a warming tray for me. <laughs> oh yeah. Big baby that I am. Oh, I, I am. I hate that. I hate that so much. I, oh, I don't, I don't know if we're going to go into that subject, that whole thing. I don't think, I don't think men understand how intrusive that exam is. I don't, I don't know. They think the prostate's do. checked. And I think that's probably worse for a man than a speculum. I don't is think for a woman. so. I was going to use that. I was going to use that. I don't know if a prostate exam hurts. And they don't use a metal. The only thing like, I've ever heard a guy talk salad about. Salad tosser. So I don't. The, yeah. I don't, yeah. I've only heard them talk about like the, the oh, I can't believe the doctor has to sink, you know, like his finger up my butt. Like that's, it seems like their pride is more a bit. Right. Than well, anything. I think, I don't think they realize that a gynecological visit hurts. Like it hurts. It doesn't, it hurts. Hurts. It doesn't feel good. Like it does, it's not like it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Like if you eliminate yeah. all emotions to everything mm-hmm. and you go strictly physical, I think it's good for them to know that a gynecological exam hurts. Right. And it can vary depending on the woman, like the, it, you could be shaped a certain way. So it doesn't hurt as much. It could just be uncomfortable to a woman being. Oh God, I can't imagine. Absolute being, yeah. That's pain. painful. Yeah. I don't, I don't, and maybe it's from who knows, maybe some women are just so relaxed and they're able to disconnect. They find that happy place that they're like, Oh no, no, I'm good. Did you do it yet? <laughs> no, there's just no way. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is be like, I, I could never be that way. Not me. I, I, I get way too painful. You know, those like, we, sprays. Like, oh, go ahead. What do you mean? Like a lidocaine? No, no. You know, those <laughs> sprays, they used to promote them a lot. They could be around, but they, they were like, um, probably made by like the douching companies, but they were like really big for a while. Um, and it was all about like perfume for like your oh like the summer's eve stuff yeah but it was like a specific like sp- like a whole bunch of them they were out at one point like there isn't was, like, that a what whole started line. the phrase if it smells like cologne leave it alone <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. if you have to spray it uh, yeah they don't stay away from it right they're not they're not around much and there was this lady back back in California Ew. who. <laughs> whose mom came into town and she had to go to she I think she had like a bladder infection or something she had to go to the doctor and she 
was so afraid to go to a different gyno for for like her trip um, that she thought she was grabbing one of those like sprays. This is back in the 90s. It was not. It was glitter spray for your hair. (laughs) And And the doctor was examining her and he goes, oh, fancy. Oh, my God. Oh, she, she didn't look. She's older. I, that's well, a, that was the whole thing. I like we were all like, "How did she not like?" She was so Imagine nervous. If he dimmed the lights. It had a crystal, like one of those like disco balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! So you know how they try to like I was saying, like they try to talk you off a ledge a little bit. Yeah, we had friends that um, the mom went had same doctor forever. Her sister moved into town and was like, you know, like you know, acclimating her to the town, and she picked up the same doctor and he was trying to make small talk. And he said to her, wow, you and your sister look so much. <laughs> she, she has that, like, but she still tells, I mean, this story is like 40 years old. She still tells that story. At, like, you know, when my mom and her friends all get together, Oh, remember when I was like, Oh geez, here we go. But that's like their favorite the gyneco- gynecologist story. I mean, I, there's gotta be a ton. Like the fact that she sprayed glitter, Honor Lily is awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just, when I first heard that, I mean, I was, I was, I don't even think I was out of high school when I first heard that story. That is, that is great. Did she give it a fancy haircut before she, she was mortified? She was I, just well, How did mortified. she not notice? I think she was just so like, she I mean, they make go you in. go into a lady's she, room. She did the like sound and skirt. She was an older woman. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> What's <Yeah>. that glare? <laughs> That's great. So, like, I know you. I know you're referring to the TI story about he, how he makes his daughter go to the gynecologist and sign a waiver saying that he's allowed to see all the results to see if her hymen's still intact. I um, I I have, like, so my husband and I have completely different perspectives on this. He is so disgusted by this and so insulted by this, and he hates that it's a double standard. Whereas I kind of get it to the point, and this has nothing to do with the fact that the, like, I don't think the brother should be, this is a completely isolated incident, an incident. However, I'm not saying it's okay that he does this, but I do get being hyper-protective of your kids in a day, like in an age like today. So if they're promoting wellness and health and this and that, and you're going with your daughter, if the mom is going with the daughter, I can kind of see it being part of the whole package. Like, is everything where it should be? I know what I'm talking about and be subtle. But for the guy, I think the bigger issue is the guy going on social media and promoting this, you know, and, and, and advocating that it's okay for his son to be doing it and not his daughter and how he checks. Like it just, the entire way that it was done is completely creepy. Like that to me is what's creepy. Not the fact that parents are invested in their kids' well-being and they're saying to the doctor, like, you know, is everything where it should be? Or we do I have anything to contend with? Because I really don't want to get her the HPV shot. And if something is happening, then I need to know as a parent what I have to do to be proactive and preventative at the same time. So like that's where I'm coming from. But I think the big hype around this guy, T.I., in my opinion, is just that the way he's doing it is completely exploiting his daughter and and being extremely hypocritical to 
you know, the double standard. It's a double standard for the son. Is that how you see it? Like, do you find that it's not the worst thing in the world for parents to be doing this with their daughter? And like, and and, and eliminate the fact that he's a celebrity and he puts it on social media and that there's a double standard for the kid and strictly the case of bringing your daughter to the gynecologist and finding out if everything's where it should be. So that if it's not, you could be preventative and proactive with, um, you know, the HPV shot or birth control or stuff like that. Like I can see taking your kid and asking the doctor, but being so like the way he did it, I find it that creepy. Like, I think there's a way to do that. That's uncreepy. You think it's all creepy? I, I can't stand this at all. I think, um, I think he's controlling. He's not giving his daughter, he might be giving his daughter um, other things. We, you know, and not everything is touched on. We don't know everything about their daily life and how she's raised, but I can't see your dad doing that to you. I could not see what everything you've told me about your father. He was hard nosed about a million things, but he raised you to be very strong, to push back, to do a lot of things. I don't think he would have done that to you. My dad took me to the doctor. He raised you in a way to be strong. My dad took me to the gynecologist. He made sure that I had a 100% physicals all the time. And he was always very like pro health. Everything was very, very pro health. He he was the one who's, he, he, he was my, well, like I lived with him. So it was like, there was Mm -hmm. like, he knew everything. Like if there was, a problem, you know, a female problem. I hadn't, I had, I had to go to him. So I think he was very involved with every aspect of my life to a degree. Like he would take me to the doctor and then I would go in. Like he didn't, he wasn't like, I'm coming in with you. He would bring me to the doctor. He'd wait outside. And then when he came out, when I came out, he'd be like, you good. You okay. Everything. All right. And then he'd like, you know, I'm sorry. You have to do that kid. You know? And like, he was very supportive of everything, but I think if there was a health concern, like, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think my dad would have asked my doctor, is everything good? Do we like, do I need to do anything? Is there anything I should be doing that I'm not doing? Like, am I supposed to be going to the pharmacy now? Am I not supposed to be going to the pharmacy now? Like he didn't want to, he was so concerned that he was going to screw up something and forget to say something that he would I think he was the kind of dad that would have been right. But that am I doing like, right. like, I, like, that's what I mean. Like, I think it's okay for a dad to say that to a doctor, but the way that this guy's going about it is ex- like that. What he's doing. I don't see it in right. the same like, light like as what your dad did at all or what other, I mean, I've did that to, to my kids, uh, you know, every step of the way. Um, this guy is like, you will not, and I will check you, and this is your test, and here's a note. See, I think that's for media, though. Like, that's where I think he draws the line. Like, I, if he is a good dad, say he is a good dad. I, I don't know. But say he is a good dad, and he's just bringing her there, and he's doing that. Like, Doc, everything's where it should be. Everything's still the way, it, you know, and if it's not, you got to let me know because I got to get this kid on birth control, or I got to, like, and then when he gets on social media, like, sometimes I think these people hype it up for social media. And like, I think it just 
maybe it just backfired. I can't, I I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what he did. Maybe it's, maybe it's closer to what your dad did and with you and what I've done with my kids. Um, But he comes off like a control freak. He comes off like somebody who's not teaching his daughter to be strong, like you were taught to be independent, to push back, to, to deal with things and to be able to handle things. It's, you will not do this. I'm going to treat you differently. That's the worst how thing I you should ever do to a kid, by the way. And then you're going to go on notice. Here it is here, you know, like a jury summons. Here it is. There it is. You know, there's that note. Yeah. I mean, uh, that has to be for TV. I, I, I don't know, but that's like, media, that's, that has to be for hype because everybody's talking about it. It's I don't know. Stupid. I grew like, up in a very, contro- I grew up in a very controlling household. I grew up in a household that there were certain things that were do as I say, not as I do. There were a lot of things that I would see that were, that were overbearing and was like mental, like warfare or whatever you want to call. Like this Mm -hmm. was controlling. This was on controlling on so many different levels and being away from that and being a very different parent to my kids than, than how I was raised. I saw it and I just kind of went, wow, that it just so reminded me of certain things I went through and like kind of hit me at that, like it, it hit too close to home. Like right. it reminded me too much of the stuff that was going on. And there wasn't a, a, we're trying to do the best for you. It was just a control thing. Just a control thing. Might see my, like, like my dad would make, like after you would be done, Whatever it was, it, it wouldn't have to just be this was the specific thing. Uh, he he would make jokes about everything. Like you had to be like the way they talk about the trading floor with all the jokes. Oh God, you know Wall Street's going to come out with a ton of jokes for this. You had to have the thickest skin on the planet, like to be a girl growing up with a guy like that in an environment like that. Like when I tell people, like it was me on the trading floor. And like my booth, it was me and 35 guys. It was like that my whole life. Like I had to grow, I grew up very, very, um, there was nothing was sacred. There was nothing sacred. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Like, like sometimes I'll argue with my husband and, or if we get into something, he gets a lot more sensitive than I do. And if I say like, oh, you know, stop being so sensitive about something, the rage that goes you know, like, you know, don't tell me that I have to be less sensitive where it could be vice versa, you know, like, and I, I, I like, it takes a lot for me to be sensitive about something. <laughs> you know what? And I then I do? get accused of not being sensitive enough. I wish, like, oh. I, I wish I had put aside all the clips, you know, cause I, I don't have all those capabilities, but anytime it's mentioned about large and sensitive. Ah, please. Since we've been recording, I wish I <laughs> I could just oh, do really? like a roll. <laughs> and then he tells me that it's not that that's not the way it is. And I have to like I just sit back and I wonder like to myself sometimes, like by me not saying anything and not pushing it and going forward, if he really believes I didn't catch on. <laughs> yeah. Like that I don't like because I don't I don't, you know, let it I I don't bring it up a third or fourth time. Like I wonder if he walks away and be like, oh, she didn't catch on. That time. Meanwhile, I look back and I'm like, I totally got that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have totally different personalities and we have a bunch of things going on. So I heard something this week. 
um, kind of wanted to switch it up a little bit and um, thought if we could describe ourselves, but you had to use three fictional characters. So the three characters I identify with, I would definitely say Gru from Despicable Me because he drives that gigantic truck and he gets a kick out of things like when, uh, like when someone gets splashed by a puddle or <laughs> like he gets, he gets a kick out of like when, when something goes wrong, but it, like someone's not hurt, but he gets a kick out of like if someone trips and falls flat on their face. This is so like that article that I wrote like on, like yep. on, on our, um, one of my first blogs was about how someone falling. Like, I, I love that. I love that. Um, my second one is Daffy Duck, because sometimes I just go off screaming and yelling about absolutely nothing. You know how he just walks around and he's like, ah, ah, ah. that's definitely me. And um, um, a third one, like, it's, it's just social, right? It's just yeah. like a social aspect. Okay, so it can't be like someone like Jessica Rabbit where she gets like all hypersexualized, right? It can't be something like that. Well, um, I mean, do you think that makes up like a strong part of your personality where you get- like, 100%, like I love to do stuff like that to, that to Mike uh, when we're somewhere but, where it can't be that way. And like, if we're sitting right. somewhere, like I'll be the first person to stick my hand right, like, right down his pants if someone could say it. Like I just totally- <laughs> <laughs> I will make it an a situation that isn't sexual at all, 100% like that. So I definitely do that if I get, if I get <laughs> every opportunity I get. Like I'm How much more of a How has this not been a story yet? What's that? How has this not been a story yet? Oh, I tell you why. So last, so you, so I think it's because like, you know, when you're inside the box, and you really don't know what the problem is because you're too close to a situation. You need somebody to come over and be like, dude, this is what's happening. Like, I think it's because yes. he's inside the box. And I sometimes I do it to him on purpose because it's so much fun to watch, but I don't think he realizes it because he's so used to it. Like, I think that like, like for example, you know, and they say like, you know, um, like he finished his blog today with, you know, take notes for your, sec your next husband. Like, you know, be, take notes of this for when you're getting ready for your next husband. Like, I think his next wife, he's going to be like, <laughs> like, well, where's all the fun? Like, where's, like, where's all the, because I'm not the affectionate one. He definitely is. He's definitely the one who likes to cuddle and snuggle. And he's always like up in your face and loves to cuddle. And I'm not, that's not me. But I, like, I think that other part, it would be like, he'd be looking for that. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be, eventually he's going to, he's going to notice. Eventually he'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs> and I've, I've had this gig going now for 20 years. He hasn't caught on. Or maybe he does and He just doesn't say he just really digs it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Or I'm going to wake up one morning and find that that's the blog that he wrote about. <laughs> right? My wife, the deviant. Okay. Um, I definitely think you're grew. I'm definitely grew. It's terrible. I don't think people know that about you. No, I because I really try to project as much positivity and and optimism as I can. But speak of the devil, I know. Come say hi. <laughs> but we can't talk about that last one. No, no, no. That last part's not. How was your day? Hey, what's up, guys? Hi. Hey, hey. <laughs> what's up, woman? Hey, how are you? Yes, talk about nothing. Nothing. 
No. Now, who would our th- who would you use to describe yourself as three fictional characters? I said the first one was Gru for me. Gru. Oh, okay. I'm um, uh, Gossamer. I'm um, Bull from Night Court. And I my have, second one was Daffy Duck. How he screamed and yelled, and nothing makes no sense. <laughs> and I'm um, probably He Man. Oh, he Man. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is sort of like our triple crown. Um, I don't know if I said that before, but um, our triple crown of characters that would describe us personality wise. Um, I, I, I've uh, been told this several times. So I, and I pretty much agree. Um, Wednesday Adams. I, oh, she's adorable. That's I, cute. I just, and I don't look like her. Like I don't even have her body, you know, or any, I mean, I've obviously See, she pretends to be like a jerk, a little, but she's not, she's adorable. Whereas Gru is a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what, what people think. Thought? Like probably online, they're probably like, O'Malley's probably a lot meaner and like a lot more sassy and sarcastic. And you're like, positive tips for blah, blah, blah. But the minute you leave your house and you see somebody splashed, you're like, (laughs) (laughs) it's so true. I really do. And I'm the one who like stops and like takes my towel and paper towels. People. I will pull over for like, and like, it will drive him crazy because I'll want to pull over to help think like people. If I see it, like a turtle crossing the street, like I'll make him, I will stop and I'll make him get out and get it. Like I'll always have him do it. I'll be like, no, no, no. Oh my God. That woman fell. You got to help her. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. You got to, I just saw this happen. You got to go, you know, help this person. And like, eventually he's going to look at me like, why don't I have to get out? No, he's being the one. You're like, but I'm, I'm driving. Too, I'm too busy enjoying the fact that she fell. <laughs> that's what your line is i'm enjoying the fact that she fell and she's rolling over and can't the get visual. up <laughs> it's true but i but i make sure that they get the help they deserve and need and that everything is okay and i'll drive anybody anywhere i'll bring them wherever they need to be but it, there's no re- it's like i explained to my daughter just because you got hurt doesn't mean the act of falling wasn't funny. Like it was, it's funny to watch you. I don't laugh until I see you're okay. Like once your toe is wrapped up and the bleeding stops, then it's okay to laugh about it. They still don't find it funny. Uh, I find it funny. Okay. Finnegan finds that stuff funny. Really? Mine. Yeah, Finn's all me that way. Okay. <laughs> Mick's heart is too big. Um. So I'm definitely, so I have that. I have Your second that. crown is? Um, uh, Snape. Do you know who that from Harry Potter? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Hans Gruber guy. Um, yeah. I know. He, Alan Rickman. Yep. yep. I don't yeah. know the character well enough to, to be able to identify what he's like. He's, he's, he like kind of like slithers around and he's kind of like, like he kind of like, Sneaks around, right? And he's mm. always poking his nose where it doesn't belong, but he's only looking to help. No, it's not where it doesn't belong. That's the whole point of the, uh, yeah, not to give it away. So, I mean, I know the story is very, you know, it's getting Not to give now. what away, Harry Potter? I mean, well, like to, to someone who's like, I know people are are still reading books. That's like saying, what happened in The Shining? <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say is I know people who personally email, uh, DM me or are actually reading the books now. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm I'm aware of that. And I You're consider- so nice. See, that, is that a Snapeism? It probably is, yeah. Is he like super kind? I don't, I really don't know. I, don't know. I, I would say that there's, 
there's always this moment where people realize, oh, the person we thought was nice was really the bitch. You were actually really nice and we demonized you. I got you. I was going to say, like, because other, you know, I always like, had Tim as like a sneaky, swarmy, like shady guy poking around. And I don't see you that way. So he's got a good heart. Oh, yeah. Okay. So and he's fiercely loyal. And like, that is something that was like ingrained in me. It's probably my military Marine Corps background and all that stuff. But like, so your triple crown. So, your oh, triple, so my triple crown. crown who's your is, third? Uh, Buddy the Elf. I wear black. I have this very weird, like very like different thing. I love like trees with no leaves. I like it cold and dark and damp. You must love Tim Burton movies. I love Tim Burton movies. Yeah, you must. <laughs> but I get, I, I get very, when I do get excited, I'm, I'm like Buddy the Elf. My son Mick is like that. He's very, very quiet and he's very, very, you know, he not he doesn't wear all black and stuff like that. He that's he he just kind of gets t-shirts and shorts all the time. I don't know if he would if he did pick, but he's very he loves everything Tim Burton. He loves everything. Like he taught his one of his favorite movies when he was like two was Edward Scissorhands. Like he just is very dark that way. But like he can't, like the first thing he did when, when Halloween was over is call my sister and want to know when they were like going to bake cookies. Like he just loves everything Christmas. And oh yeah. So he's, he's Buddy the Elf too. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'll walk in with like full, like, you know, almost black robe. Like I'll have like a, like long, like I don't have coats. That's the one thing I've never bought. I've, I've been in New England since. What did you call it? A cloak? Like you're like, right, you yeah. really call it a coat. You yeah, call it was my like, cloak. kind of like a cloaky thing. I, but it, I've never called it that. I was trying to describe it, but sort of you like- You should take it to the next level. Just only wear dark boots, cloaks, giant I want hats. them if I could find them. But I, you know, you, you get those- doesn't that still like what's what that? Are what's they that called? Sort of like, Doesn't that sell? <laughs> they're like long. What are they called? They're just like long sleeve, long robes, warlock but, robes. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're roby type things, but they're like for everyday wear. <laughs> That's called role playing, O'Malley. <laughs> okay, whatever. So I role play with myself. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> But that, I'll do that. I'll walk in, you know, like, <laughs> and, uh, but then I'm carrying like, you know, Christmas bags and Christmas cookies. And do you wrap in black watch too? Like, do you, is everything dark wrapping paper or will you do sparkles? Are you, are you glitter on the inside? <laughs> I open I that robe and poof, all the glitters. <laughs> Glitter you're, like the, you're like the old lady at the gynecologist. <laughs> Open the room. <laughs> Open the <laughs> Just wear the dark eye makeup, the dark nail polish, the dark robe, and then you open it and poof. <laughs> and then everybody walks in like the next day, they're like, see the glitter, they're like, oh. Oh, O'Malley was here. Yeah. <laughs> O'Malley leave. <laughs> you really should do that. That should just be your thing. <laughs> I'm going to see if they have that roll on. They have the roll on once. Forget the spray because the spray one probably smells. 
But the roll-on, you, you could actually put it on somebody. They wouldn't even know. <laughs> Just tag people while they're walking by. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, actually, so to answer your question about wrapping, I, I actually liked very old-fashioned, traditional, like almost like pre-1940s, like kind of old-timey. Paper bags? No, but like just like the ribbon is the something decorative, not the bag, like actual like that. What do they call that? Um, like uh, butcher paper. Like I know, it's, I know yeah. Mike likes to wrap with butcher paper, some like just like the brown paper. And then he loves to get all these crazy bows. I've done that before, but I don't have like a stock. Like I, I don't think I've wrapped anything in butcher paper for the few years, but I've done it before. But there are some times where there's, uh, just very, very old fashioned. And I'm talking about like maybe uh, the look of something that's like was inspired a hundred years ago, almost. I like anything that, that looks like it could have come from like Sherlock Holmes era. That's cool. <laughs> uh, well, they call that vintage. I mean, that's huge. I, I yeah. love vintage stuff. I mean, yeah. I'm raising a relic for whatever reason. My daughter loves to sing songs from 1930. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't figured that one out yet, but. <laughs> oh my gosh. So at, with holidays coming up, we're going to be interested in hearing about people's stories. So if people can write in, people can DM me. Um, I try to answer most of them or take, take them down. I mean, they can DM you, but like they'll probably make the list sooner, you know, if they can DM me. And then, I want to definitely do a, an episode where we talk about gift giving and what's appropriate for kids, teenagers, you right. know, and even like constantly giving like that niece who's 20 money. Like after a while, like kind of just defeats the purpose. Like why do you have to go out and get the nice gift card? Like it, it, it diminishes the, the joy of it. But then again, on the flip side, all anybody wants is cash. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're, if you're only, if you're only sending money back and forth to each other, like it's that stupid. should probably end. I agree. And like how to go about doing that, like how to go about like, Hey, we, you know, why don't we just do this? Like, right. You know, why don't we just go out? We'll go out to eat, you know, we'll have a meal, we'll split it. And right. that will be like our, our thing. Like, especially like people that you, that you're close to, but you're not going to spend like a Christmas Eve or Christmas day with you have like, right. close relatives, but they're not like the in-laws or your, fa- you know, whatever. In my um, husband's family, I like the way they do it. They give it to um, the godparents. Like you make your godparents feel special. Like the God. And I, and the, I mean, his aunts, they all give to the kids and stuff, but, um, and we get them all, all the, and something small, but like he'll get his, one, he'll get his aunt, who's his godmother, something ridiculously expensive from the Disney shop. Like, that'll be like the one thing he does. And like, my son will give my sister, who's his godmother, like, a, um, what does he get her every year? I think it's like, she loves her nail salon and he gives her like this specific type of chocolate that she likes. So he fawns all over her. So then I buy for like Finnegan, will get my Aunt Virginia something that's geared toward her. So you really just fawn over the one. So everybody gets something just from mm-hmm. somebody different. And it kind of enhances the bond between the godchild and the godparent. I like so, that. 
I like that. And and then also families who kind of have learned, okay, 20, 30 of us are going to get together and in a room and a house or whatever. We can't all exchange gifts for everyone. Oh my God. Could you imagine? And then what they do is they kind of do that. I don't want to say secret Santa, but I mean, it could be like, they, they just do like a a random pull. Like this year you're going to be giving to your, you know, cousin Vinny, you know, something like that. So I think there's different ideas that can come in. We'd like to hear about them. Absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. So then we can criticize our, every single one. No. Yes. <laughs> See, you're diabolical people. <laughs> I'm like, in a very positive, fun way. This will be a way and we can improve people's lives. <laughs> and we can just help the world. And you're and like, like we're going to make stupid. fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's having fun. It's not laughing at. We're laughing with. My kids threw that in my face yesterday. (laughs) One of them told me that I had chubby legs. And then when I got insulted and they started laughing, I started, I was like, how dare you laugh? They clearly don't understand what laughing at versus laughing with means. (laughs) That's so cruel. (laughs) I was cruel. But what they didn't realize was that I had a blanket wrapped around my leg. So, I mean, I had a black blanket wrapped on my leg and black tights on. So they were like, wow, your leg is huge. And I was like, what? And they were like, and then they realized it was, oh no, no, no. I, I just meant like, no, the way the blanket looked, ah, oh, you know, you're like, you know, so all fun and games yeah. until, <laughs> until someone calls you fat. <laughs> Chubby leg. Thank you very much. Oh boy. Yeah.